We welcome you to the 2021 Eschatology Series, a series that unfolds the power of ancient prophecies. Our series is based on the book of Revelation. Let's get started.
welcome to IMTV with your host, Dr. Stephen Finney. Dr. Finney is the founder of IOM America, Identity Matters Worldview Institute, and the I Am Online School. He is the author of several books that focus on Christ, culture, and creator, all centered on the believer's identity in Christ. We welcome you today to the Eschatology series, Unfolding the Power of Prophecy. Welcome to 72 of our Eschatology series. The title for today is Removed from the Book. Revelation's book is a book of victory, but sad to say that will not be the case for many people who believe that they are born again and indwelt by Christ. We're going to talk about that today. It's a very important part of this book that each needs to understand before we conclude. The subject of aggressive spiritual warfare against the world, the flesh, and the devil is becoming increasingly important. We live in a degrading society that makes fleshly things more, well, acceptable than ever before. Many, if not most, are giving themselves to rampant abandonment and indulgence in fleshly sins. The enemy is pushing for conformity to his image through the power of media, unhealthy relationships, and an overwhelming influx of opportunities to please ourselves. Satan and his demonic kingdom relentlessly press their battle against believers and all of God's provisions of freedom. We need to step back and disrobe the author of such dark beginnings, prepare for battle, and then step forward. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Satan is an enemy to be understood regarding the limited power God gave him to rule over the earth, but we are not to fear him. The only appropriate fear in life is the fear of God. There are two very different types of fear, I can assure you of that. One type builds respect and unity, and the other destroys. Our victory over Satan is clearly laid out in the scriptures. The book of Revelation reveals to us the clear importance of maintaining that victory, and as bridal members of Christ, we need to endure to the end. That was right out of Jesus' mouth. Matthew 13 makes that quite clear. Those who endure to the end, those shall be saved. When men apply by faith this victory, which is freely given to us by the Holy Spirit, we can overcome all temptations the enemy 
throws our way. So what is Satan's big goal? It's pretty simple, folks. To get members of Christ removed from the book of life. Let's review our scripture for today. It says in Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 through 21, these refined words. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things, saying, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Let's review how the word is truth. It is of great significance that the Bible closes with the eternal affirmation of its truthfulness. Because the words of Scripture are faithful and true, they must not be sealed up, but proclaimed. So when it was written to John in verse 6, not to seal these words up, that's exactly what was being communicated. The words were given to be proclaimed. And it was John's responsibility to take that to the seven churches and make this proclamation. All those sinners, and those are people who have not been indwelt by Christ, are to be called to respond to the warnings in the word of the living God or suffer the consequences. All the prophecies in Revelation regarding the doom and the condition of the sinners will come true. That terrifying certainty should drive people to Jesus Christ to escape the wrath that is stated in this book. We have taken over a year to cover the benefits of those who receive the word from the book of Revelation and the consequences of those who do not. Let's review those who tamper with the scriptures. The speaker who testifies to the authority and finality of the words of the prophecy of this book is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. His warning against tampering with scripture applies first of all the prophecies of the book of Revelation. His stern rebukes of Jezebel and her followers, those who had embraced the deep things of Satan, if you remember in chapter 2, verse 24, and those who said they were of the synagogue of God, but they actually were of the synagogue of Satan. That's right out of chapter 3, verse 9. Down through the centuries there have been others who have both attacked Revelation and seriously misinterpreted these scriptures. But in light of the repeated warnings against altering God's word, 
Christ's warning must be broadened to include all of the scriptures. And of course, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, Moses cautioned the people, saying, Do not add to the word which I am commanding you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I commanded you. Well, in Deuteronomy 12:32, he added, Whatever I commanded you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to nor take away from it. Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6 warns, Every word of God is tested. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Do not add to His words, or He will reprove you, and you will be proved a liar. Thus the warning against altering the word of God, in fact, Those who do alter the word of God activate the great apocalypse, which we are warned about all the way through the Holy Bible. Because Revelation describes the entire sweep of history from the close of the apocalypse age to the eternal state, any alteration of it would be an alteration of Scripture. And ultimately, it would be an attempt to alter the existence and personhood of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at those fake Christians. The canon of scriptures was closed at the end of the first century when Revelation was finished. Thus, any false prophet, fraud, wannabe Christian or those who do not endure to the end, will face divine vengeance from God himself, particularly those who take away or add to the book of Revelation. God will add to such people the plagues which are written in the book of Revelation. God's judgment will be equally severe on anyone who takes away from the words of Scripture, not only in the book of Revelation, but throughout the entire Bible. He also will be taking away their part from the tree of life and from the holy city. Now you got to think about this for a moment. That means they were once in the book of life. In order to get into the book of life, you have to have a born-again experience being filled up with the Holy Spirit. That is what places you and myself in the book of life. This passage is clearly revealing to us that there are some, probably many, who were placed in the book of life or had become bridal members of Jesus Christ, and then they were taken out. And the reason why that they were taken out is because they tampered with the word of God. They deleted some words or added some words. Now you would think this would be just in a scholarly fashion, like translating a Bible, or maybe interpreting a Bible by some of your writings. But this also includes those 
so-called Christians walking around not taking the time to adhere to all the scriptures. That seems to be a huge burden for those who have been born again and indwelt by Christ. How can one keep every jot and tittle of the word of God? Simple. When Christ comes to live in you, since Christ fulfilled the law, he lives out the word of God in and through you. That kind of yoke is easy. The key here, of course, is being filled with the life of Christ, and secondly, releasing the life of Christ through you so that he can live out by using your mind, by using your body, to demonstrate to a lost world what true authentic Christianity is all about. Now let's look at those authentic believers. The final test is those who endure to the end, which are those who truly love God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and His Word, will respect every jot and tittle of the Holy Word of God. The thousands, if not millions, of people that are on the face of the earth today and those who have been here from the past who did not honor all the scriptures in the Holy Word are in for a little surprise in the end. Facts are no true believer would ever deliberately tamper with scripture. Those who know and love God are certainly going to treat the Word of God in its utmost respect and certainly consider it absolute truth. They will certainly consider the fact that all the Word of God is literal and none of it should be cut out or avoided even in your devotions. Since we have clearly noted that the book of Revelation is the least read book in the entire Bible, this raises some serious questions as to the mandates that came with this book. The Lord's warning here is addressed to those who engage in deliberate avoidance, rewriting, interpreting through self-life thinking, obviously all resulting in misinterpretation of the scripture. I think Paul referred to many of these kinds of so-called believers as peddlers of the word of God. People who try to make money or gain influence through the word of God. In conclusion, dear listener, I want to leave you with some final words. It is a fearful thing to hide, reduce, or shortchange the word of God, particularly the prophecies contained in the book of Revelation, to put forth truth that is not truth, with a capital T, which is called a lie, or maybe you might be one of those that simply avoids reading this book, or you are working to delude the sting of the warning stated within it. Well, here's the facts. Those who tamper with this book are tampering with the security of remaining in the book of life. That may seem like a hardcore position to take, but the facts are the word of God just stated that. 
Jesus referenced one time that there are many who are going to come before him, who prophesied in his name, who cast out demons in his name, who perform miracles in his name. And Jesus looks at this group and says, Be gone from me, for I know you not. Just because there are peddlers of the word and those who are practicing the miracles that probably are not coming directly from Christ, it doesn't prove their true indwelling salvation. Jesus knows who truly is born again. He obviously knows who he has indwelt. If it's really him who is indwelling the born-again Christian, he knows who he lives in. And there's going to be droves, millions probably, that believe that they are true Christians because they're in ministry, or they are practicing the word, or they are quote-unquote followers of Christ, but Christ will say to them, Be gone from me, for I know you not. The other critical factor here is that we have to remember that there is a statement being made here that you were placed into the book of life and you could be removed from the book of life. Now don't get me wrong, I am a firm believer in security of salvation, but I am not going to tamper with this passage. If God says they were in the book of life and he will take them out, then he will take them out, and I have to be at peace with that. Revelation and the test of Scripture are true. There's just simply no doubt about it. And the true redeemed will believe the Bible, guard the Bible, love the Bible, and of course obey the Bible. The Scripture speaks truly when it describes the joys of heaven and the terrors of hell and the warnings given to those who think they're saved and they are not. Now is the time in life when we need to receive the grace of God, have the Spirit check our salvation to see if it's authentic or not, and truly receive the life of Christ, become born again, and have the Holy Spirit come into your mortal being so that you may endure to the end. And as Jesus said, those who endure to the end, those will be saved. Coming up next, we're going to begin our final two episodes on the victory in Christ. We can't just end with this warning. We can't just end with looking forward to Jesus' coming to gather his bride. It's called the rapture. We need to talk about the victory that is given to us in Christ Jesus. Because in order to endure to the end, we need to be living and walking in the victory of Christ. This is probably going to be two of the most important messages we've covered in this series. We encourage you to join us for these two final episodes before we start our next series, which is The Mysteries of Ancient Prophecies. We're going to be taking what God has said to His people throughout the Old Testament, bring it into the New Testament, and closely knit it together with the book of Revelation. It's going to be a powerful series. And we hope that you will be joining us. 
Until next time.